this video. Make sure you share our live. Make sure you're following us on Instagram, Facebook. And we're always taking calls. 585-219-8889. 585-219-8889. Feel free to call in, chime in on anything. We got Dr. Bishop's couch. We can't do that without Dr. Bishop, so hopefully, you know, he's in route. Let me put this right here. All right. So, I'm trying to think. I don't want to interview you without Bishop. So, do I want to talk about current events or should I just... Current events? Um, it's always good to have Bishop to take on this. Mm -hmm. So, I guess I'll get started with the interview and Bishop, if he has any questions, he can just jump in. He can get in where he fits in. Mm -hmm. Alright, so let's talk about life work tutoring. Mm -hmm. So, what made you decide to go into this business? Like, what was your thought process? Um, so, about... A year ago, um, this was not in my mind at all. Um, I was be okay with you know working with the city school district and being a teacher assistant, and eventually being a teacher one day. And I was not considering opening my own business. Um, so yeah, eventually um, I was like, all right, working working nine to five is it's all right, it's cool, but it's like I feel like there's, there's more for me to do. Right. Um, and I feel like I, 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 I'm better with, you know, having that one-on-one -on -one interaction with kids and having that more intimate space to work, work with each kid, each and every kid. So, um, yeah, so then COVID hits. Yeah, COVID. Yeah. COVID shut things down for a lot of people. Yeah. So, so how did that affect? It actually helped me. Okay. <laughs> so, um, COVID hit and I, yeah, so I think school closes, closed down in March. Yeah, mid-March. Um, then my pastor's wife, Pastor Ashley Cross, um, I don't know if she's in here, but hi, Pastor Ashley. But, um, um, she called, she called me like, hey, I want to help you, you know, get this started. I'm like, all right. So she did all the paperwork for me. She got, she got, helped me get the LLC. Oh. And in June, I, I got my, I got, I applied for it and got accepted for it and everything. So, um, Okay. So COVID gave you that necessary downtime yes, to put the pieces together. So yeah. this must have been on your mind, mm -hmm. but you probably was like, it was just a thought, like something that you may do in the future, but it was Not, just a thought at that time. It wasn't even a thought. <laughs> like, oh, it wasn't a thought. <laughs> no, I was, I was okay with working in the district. So it's just a lot of stuff that happened. So COVID hit in March and I think um, in May I got a phone call. And the, the principal called me. He's like, "All right, you know, budget cuts, and you got your, you got to lay you off." So I was like, "Well, I'm laid off now. So now, now what do I have to do?" So that kind of forced my hand to kind of like, "All right, Cam, maybe you need to start this business because you're not working in the district, so you need to have some kind of income coming in." Right. So. So that's the good thing about COVID. Like, there's a lot of bad things. You know, many people lost their lives, mm -hmm. and you know, people lost their jobs. But mm -hmm. that job loss. Right. Like, kind of catapulted them into something better. Right. Like, the hustler came out of people. Yeah, like, definitely. oh, I got to make this money regardless. Any way you can, yeah. Right. So, um, Kim, I'm not just asking you. Well, I didn't just ask you to come on here because, oh, I saw a flyer mm -hmm. and um, I was interested to hear what you have to say. You actually tutored my son. I did. Yes. Wow. So, Time is flying. Wow. Nishan was in what grade? Third grade. He was in third grade. Third and Nishan is in ninth grade now. Wow. 
He's in ninth grade, so. We get old, okay. <laughs> I remember. Who was he struggling? Math. Math, yeah. Math. And he's actually pretty good at math right, right now. So um, he was struggling in math, and I think I put a Facebook post out, mm -hmm. and you responded to mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. um, and I know how Nation is. Like, he is a goofball, and him. if he could, like, try to not work. Mm -hmm. He will, like, sometimes. Mm -hmm. Like, he will try to get out of it. Mm -hmm. So, he could be, like, difficult sometimes. So, okay. So, when you find yourself working with difficult students, like, mm -hmm. how do you navigate that? Um, For me, because I've been working in school since I was 18 years old. I'm 31 now, so. Oh, I've, you've been I've, in the game in a little bit? Yeah, yeah. Um, And I've been in several different schools, dealt with several different students. Mm -hmm. So, that experience kind of helped me. To be able to embrace any any you know whatever it is, so when when I was go with Nashawn, you know Nashawn is a jokester, Goofball. and, and I, I love that. But I was like, all right, let's get focused. Um, this is all about of connection and how learn how to build them in. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, def I could definitely say experience helped me out a whole lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that redirecting and mm -hmm. like you said, reeling them back in and mm -hmm. having them to focus. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's been mm -hmm. my experience working mm -hmm. with students as well. Mm -hmm. But you work with the younger kids, right? So, I'm doing, um, it's third grade through ninth grade. That's okay. Grade. So, I worked with high school students. I was ninth through twelfth. <laughs> what made you want to work with the babies, the younger, <laughs> versus, like, the older kids? I'm going to be nice, but, um. No, be no, real. No. So, the last two years, I did my first two years of working in a high school, and I worked at Franklin. Okay. Um, with uh, Vanguard High School. Now it's IAT now. But, um, yeah. Whew. I, you, you hear a lot. You, 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 yeah. You see a lot. High schoolers are way more understanding. Their language is way different than little kids. When little kids say it, it's more innocent. They don't really know what they're saying. Mm -hmm. High schoolers, they know what they're saying. Right. And they, they, they're going to back it up. They're gonna, and then they're going to tell you how they feel. Yeah. Elementary, they're still, there's still some room, you know, they're still teachable. High school, they swear they know everything. Yes. So. I, that, <laughs> you hit it right on the head. They <laughs> swear they know everything. And when someone like us comes along who has a little bit of experience and right. tries to tell them, like, right. don't do this or don't do that, and try to that. help them avoid, like, certain pitfalls, mm -hmm. They don't want to hear mm -hmm. it. They feel like they know it all. Like, and I'm like, yeah, I've been there. But then like, they're going to tell you how they feel. Like, I've been cussed out a few times. I, I, yeah. I've I, never been cussed out. That's one thing. Like, I was, like, I disrespected one time by a student, and the next day, like, I didn't even, like, mm. spaz on him. I just told him, you need to leave. Mm. And so um, the next day he came to this one. I was working in a help zone, mm -hmm. and he came and he apologized. And he was like, mm -hmm. "My bad, miss. About yesterday, I was tripping." And the way I am with students, like, okay, if we have a bad day, mm -hmm. it's just a bad day. Yeah. I don't. When I see you tomorrow, I don't bring yesterday into today. It's right. a whole new day. We wiping yeah. the slate. We're wiping the slate clean. Yeah. So that's how I feel like you have to be in education because kids yeah. are so fickle. You you can't, one thing you can't bring home to work, you can't bring work to home. Right. Um, I definitely, I, I definitely lived live that all my years. I feel like if you bring your home into your work life, it's not going to work out. There's been times where stuff been going on outside of my job and I allowed that to affect how I was in the school. So there's like one day I came into school and I was like 
don't bother me, don't mess with me. Like, no, Ken, you can't do that. You're, you're, you're working. Your job. You're, in, you're on the clock right now, so you need to, whatever happened before school or if you're late, whatever it is, zone it out and let's go. Yeah. Yeah. That's, but I think what our students, like, that's something that they need to learn. Like, mm -hmm. that's something that we have to definitely teach them because a lot of them, they're super sensitive. They wear their mm -hmm. heart on their sleeve. They deal with so much mm -hmm. trauma, mm -hmm. so much trauma. And to have them to come into school and to focus on work when they have, like, so much stuff going on at home, mm -hmm. it's difficult for them. Right. Um, but that's something that it'll, be, it'll benefit them only. Right. So when, so you're currently tutoring students now, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So when working with students, what kind of like tutor are you? What would you say your teaching style is? Um, laid back, kind of make sure I'm, I'm relatable to the kid. Um, I'm on about connection. I feel like once you make that connection, um, it really helps helps everything flow better. One thing I've told every parent is that, um, you know, life for a tutor will not be just be a two-hour company. It'll be a 24-7 company. Of course, with COVID, it's kind of hard for me to, to do what I want to do. Mm -hmm. But my goal is to, um, there be, like, weekly check-ins. We go out we go out every weekend, you know, hang out. It's, it's more than just that two hours. Um, okay. So I feel like connection is very important. And that's one thing I've built up already um, with kids I have now, is that connection. And, hey, I mean... I'm I'm a nice guy, but I, I can that other side comes out every now and then. I, you what know, other side? I know a lot of people. Yeah, are, what know, other side? I, I, I yeah I have a, I, I have a side that goes off every now and then, but it's it's like one percent of the time. Yeah, <laughs> barely that. So yeah, because I can't I can't even see that I can't even imagine it. I can't picture. Yeah, a lot of kids get shocked when it comes out. So they're like, whoa, like okay, that's who you are. I'm like yeah. <laughs> it's time to get it together, right? right? Like, get your life together. Right. So, okay. So, you said you kind of lay back. Mm. Um, I like what you said about you want it to be a 24-hour thing. Mm. What are some other services that you plan to provide other oh. than tutoring? So, actually, I'm glad you're talking to you. I know you do the, the gear up, right? Gear up is over. It's over. Gear up, oh, so gear up is a seven-year grant, uh, and it was through RIT. So I worked with those students. I came in their ninth grade year, mm -hmm. and then their twelfth grade year they graduated. So gear up is not over. I should say that I'm mm -hmm. not working for gear up anymore. Okay. So August thirty first, um, that's when the gear up grant for RIT ended. Mm -hmm. However, Urban League picked mm -hmm. up another year, and they're helping students their first year of college. Okay. So, but I am not working for them. But yeah, go ahead. I so, um, my goal is um in January I was going to probably post this in a little bit. Um, I want to bring in high school seniors and bring in um college students okay. who need who might use the tutoring as you know credits. Or for community service hours, and then once I bring them in, that allow me to kind of step away and you know be do the mentorship part of it that I want to do, um, and that'll be solely mentorship. It'll, it'll be just us hanging out, talking, having a circle. I won't say circle time, but that sounds a little childish. No, well, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, like the circles. Yeah, so we'll, we'll get together. We'll talk about life. Life. Um, that's my goal. I want to not only am I doing the tutoring, but I want to do the mentorship part too. Um, like I said, 24 hours. You know, if you need to call me, if it's an emergency, like, hey, Cam, I need to talk to you. All right, I'll come and get you now. 
Okay. Yeah. So if you're planning to do that, that must mean you plan on bringing uh, other people. Yeah, so that will be the college seniors I'll be bringing in, and the, not the college students and the high school seniors I'll be bringing in, um, and I'll kind of won't put so much, um, I won't say stress, but so much work on me. Yeah. So when I bring them in, I'll be able to step away and just, you know, focus on more on that part while monitoring, monitoring, monitoring them at the same time. Okay. So with COVID, I know a lot of students, I know definitely my students at home, <laughs> Um, they were like down and they didn't want to mm-hmm. do the work. Like they were just sad because they're used to being in school with their friends. They're mm-hmm. used to, you know, that connections that they make with their teachers. Mm-hmm. And now they're doing everything online, like mm-hmm. something they've never experienced before. Mm-hmm. So if you have a student like that, like what would you do to motivate them? Um, one thing, I, one word I've been using a lot is, a, is just, we have to learn how to, how to adapt. Okay. Um, I mean, I sat, um, I think it was last Monday, I sat in a virtual learning session, and it was just boring. Like, I, I felt, I, I, was, I, was sit, I sat with the kid the whole day, and I was just like, wow. So, I, I, I now understand what they're going through. So, it's like, all right, it's a different experience, but you got, as part of life is learn how to, how to adapt. You know, if you want to survive, you got to adapt to, the, to what's going on. So, you got to change up your ways, figure out a different way to focus, figure out a different way to get the work done. Um, another thing I told the students, like, you know, Whatever teacher wants to make, make the teacher happy. Just try to do the work. Because last year, and maybe it might be too transparent, but they were pretty much passing pretty much everybody. All they had to do was, all they had to do was like make a little bit of effort. Yeah, and I understood that because, okay, so marking period three, they were told not to fail anyone. Right. So they gave students, if you didn't do any work, you still got to do it. Right. <laughs> so the fourth marking period was not like that. So the fourth marking period, students did have to um, engage. Mm-hmm. And like you said, they did a little bit of work. Right. Um, teachers were passing them. Mm-hmm. And I understood that. Mm-hmm. It's COVID. Like, this yeah. is like, <laughs> so, like the worst thing that really could happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it probably in their lifetime, um, them not being able to go anywhere, confined to their homes, right. doing work online, say if they got, you know, siblings mm-hmm. who they have to help as well. Right. Like, it's just, it could be a lot of factors that go into play. Um, so, I think, like, you know, district kind of did them a solid, mm-hmm. like, okay, you know, we understand. Right. Like, this passing grade may not fix what happened during COVID, but it yeah. helps a little bit. Yeah. So, I know people were, you know, they had their um, thoughts about, you know, teachers passing, but come on now. Like, let's it's, be human beings at the end of the day. Right, yeah. So, I didn't have a problem with that. Mm-hmm. So, also, I know, even though you're working with the students, the parents are like a part of the deal because, mm-hmm. you know, they come as a package deal. Right. What do you do to build relationships with, um, to communicate and to build relationships with parents in your program? Um, I just make sure, you know, I'm staying in constant communication and I understand that, you know, these are their babies I'm working with, so they need to know. So one thing, I'm, I'm always keep, keeping them informed. Mm-hmm. Um, our first session, session I, I sit down with them, talk to them, ask them if they have any questions. All right, I'm an open book. I'm not, I have nothing to hide, so... Um, yeah, I think communication is very important. As long as you, as long as you communicate and let them know, you know, how their students are doing and, and find out if there there are any other needs for them. Um, and also with, you know, offering the virtual virtual learning sessions where, I, you know, I'm letting the kid come into the, the my location and letting them, you know, sit with me 
what I helped them with being online in the Zoom Zoom. I feel like that's another um kind of weight taking off the parents' shoulder because that first the first day um when this, I think RCSD started, all I saw that my news feed was like this sucks. I, my nephew, he he's in preschool. He dropped out of school. The first, I'm like, how do you in preschool? But every, every parent that I saw, they was like, this is horrible. I, I don't like it. And I was like, all right, how do, how do I attack this? How do I help out with this? How do I um, alleviate you know that stress off the parents? So I think that's another way. Um, just helping them, you know, because you know between work and you know having other kids, I want to make life easier for them because COVID is hitting the parents as well too. Yo, Vision! Oh, late, late, not late. Vision! <laughs> What's up, baby? How you doing? That boy was looking sharp and tasty. Oh, so much is going on. That boy yeah, was looking sharp. That mic, you was on the right one. I didn't move it around. And we got to keep the glass up. Rashida screamed at us. And we saw Rashida, Rashida last week. <laughs> last week was a little crazy in here with uh, all against um, yeah, our Yeah, last week. That's all that. Yeah, it was, a, it was a little. It was yeah, breaking all kind of COVID rules, but that was the first time. Like we were, we've been good. <laughs> so we got three guests in the studio. Well, three people in the studio, and we're social distance. Mm -hmm. Don't even feel right. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm behind that wall. I don't like you either. You are good. You are good. <laughs> okay, so how was your trip? Amazing. What were you down there for? Just to be down there? Oh, down there for business. Oh, okay. I had to go get this. Uh, this guy, he, yeah. can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. This guy, he, he has businesses in Rochester, but he resides in Texas. So we needed him to sign some paperwork. Okay. That an e-signature one do so. They're like, hey, you want to go to Dallas? I said, absolutely. Right. Company paid. I'm out here. Let's go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, we got Cam, and he's um, talking about his business with LifeWork Tutoring, which is very relevant in this virtual learning space that we're in right now. Definitely. Um. So, when did you first start? First started. Um. Middle Middle September. Middle September. Yeah. Okay. Mm. And have you have work been like really consistent? Like you've been um, I've I was just saying this today. I I probably have a, I've had a student probably um sign up like every week. Okay. Um, I just had two people as one one parent reach out to me um come to me in church today, and I was like, hey, I want to sign my kid up kid up. So now I believe I have seven students. Um, I have some more students on the way. Um. So probably by this time next month, I'll probably have about twelve students, which is yeah. So it's, it's still, it still doesn't seem real to me because you know I'm a business owner. I'm like, well, I was not like I told you, I wasn't a year ago. I was not planning on doing what I'm doing right now. Okay. Yeah. So I know you're teaching grades three, three. through nine, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So what are you doing to keep yourself sharp, like? With Common Core and uh, all that, like, how do you? He's like, man, I don't want to get into it. <laughs> how do you keep yourself sharp and up to date with everything that's going on with curric with the curriculum? I know I did that because I remember I was working with Nishan, and that was that was the issue. Um, because I'm so tra traditional and having to teach a student, teach a, or tutor a kid how to kind of embrace both, and not knowing what core. I, I, like I don't like core. I'm gonna put that out there. Um, but I, you know, I have to learn. So one thing is, um, 
my hours are from 12 to 7. Mm -hmm. So even if I, if I don't have a session, um, my hours are 12 to 7. So I'm studying, I'm working, I'm online. Mm -hmm. um, um, I'm on Khan Academy. I have the kids on Khan Academy, but I'm also on there myself trying to figure out, you know, what are they doing in school? And how can I, make, how can I learn myself? Okay. Mm -hmm. It's all very interesting. I'm glad that I have a 14-year-old and an 18-year-old. So He's 14? Sean's wow. 14. So that I'm not experiencing this. But for those of you who are, y'all make sure y'all hit up Cameron Hall. Tell the people where they can find you at on social media. So I'm at uh, Lifework Tutoring, um, LLC. Wait. Yeah, so, so, it's, yeah, let's look up Facebook. I'm on Facebook. <laughs> I'm on Instagram. Let's look at Life for Tutoring. There's no other by, nobody else named Life for Tutoring. So um, if you go right on there. Um, also, my information is on that page. So if you have Facebook, Instagram, um, or you get, um, yeah, so I, think, I think that's the only two things I got right now. So you got your Facebook page and Instagram. you got your Instagram. And what's your regular page? Um, in my website. You got a website? No, I don't. Not yet. No, your your page, your personal page. Oh, yeah, Cameron D. Hall. Um, friend request me on there or follow me on there. Um, yeah, and then uh, if you want to email me, it's like tutoring LLC at gmail.com. Okay. Um, so we're going to take a break really quickly. Um, give Vicious some time to settle in. I'm here. I'm in the building. Settle. <laughs> We can catch y'all on the second 100.9 WXIR. I can't forget about this microphone. Yeah, you gotta speak to the microphone, or else they won't hear you. Um, they won't hear you. What's up with the straight hair, Phil? You know, yeah, I, like, I had. To, I know where that was coming. I was like, who's coming outside? Like, who's this? Am I in the right building? I mean, Yes, I had to get straight here. Usually, fancy, huh? you know, I try to be every once in a while. October is the month I'm celebrating my birthday. <laughs> Everything was closed down on our birthdays. I'm still celebrating my birthday. They just don't. I just don't know when. But it's before this year is over with. I'm gonna do something crazy. No, I'm doing it October. Okay, from like, from Dallas, right? And the lady was like. You know how the health officials is right there at the terminals when you get off. Oh. So everybody, got, I stopped in Jersey, and then I came to Rochester. That's my brother. Oh. I stopped in Jersey, then I came to Rochester. So everybody, like, they're like, where are you coming from? What state are you coming from? Everybody's saying, like, Oklahoma and all this other stuff. I said, Jersey. She's like, oh, you're good. <laughs> Man, you about to have, I'm about to sit in the house for 14 days, bro. Thanks for the, um, thanks for the tip. <laughs> and they don't even ask, they don't even, they don't question nothing. She's like, where are you coming from, Jersey? She's like, okay, you good. And just walk, man, listen. Thanks. And wow. they, the, you saw know, the paper they got to fill out? Yeah. They give you a clipboard and you got to answer mad. Man, listen, I ain't got the time. I ain't got the, I mean, technically, I didn't lie. <laughs> she said, where are you coming from? And I said, Jersey. I that was your Oh, you flew in from Jersey. I flew oh. in from, so yeah. I, I switched over in Jersey, so it technically wasn't a lie. Right. I just didn't tell her where my first stop was. You tell her the whole truth, no. <laughs> Alright, so after this break, we're gonna do Dr. Bishop's couch. First date. You've been posting some good stuff on your own page. Some good questions. You know people email me that stuff? You said first date. Me those stuff. You said first date? Yeah. Oh, yeah. well, um, the question is how many dates should you go on before you make a move sexually? So, Bishop is the doctor. say you could be successful. It says, when should you make that first move? 
Well, well, we'll listen to the good doctor's advice. I'm not saying it's right, but listen, I know I'll wait for tell y'all when we go back. Um, the phone was blowing up. Which one? Yo, you wanna know what's crazy about this phone? Why is a black cat just walking around? This this chick I used to talk to, she signed in to her uh iCloud on my phone and her messages just come I never use that phone it's my old phone oh. and her messages just come through that phone yeah that's the um, messages that came up when I turned when I put the code in yeah I don't, I don't really she misses you by the way <laughs> she's straight alright we're getting off this remember break. rule number one don't let him spin a block on you you said what? Don't let them spin the block on you. <laughs> That's your rule. Don't let people spin the block on you. <laughs> yo, I got a. Thanks, son. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo, yo. We are back. We got Bishop in the building. I don't know why I'm happy to see him. Because sometimes I'm not. I do be, I miss you a little bit, a little bit, but sometimes you be getting on my nerves, but it's all good. We got Cam in the building of life works tutoring. All right, we getting into Dr. Bishop's couch. Why I get this live back on Instagram, because I'm playing with this music and going live on Instagram. Say a little spill. All right, it's that time of the week again. Come have a seat. I know you're stressed out, have relationship issues, or just basic life problems. I am not a real doctor, but I am self-identifying in today's world as a doctor. I have no doctoral degrees or experience, but I have one military marriage, a couple entanglements, a couple one-night stands, a couple off-and-on relationships. And those views are mine and mine only, and not those of 100.9 WXIR. <laughs> I want to let y'all know that this changes weekly, and I cannot stand this show. <laughs> I can't stand him. We, we've all had entanglements. No. We just never knew a word for it. No comment. <laughs> all right. So. Well, we, well, what's the question today? So, this is from the question of the week that we both were too busy living life to um, get to. But, um, yeah, how many dates should you go on before you make that move sexually? Go for it. First date. Oh, the lie. No. Oh, I thought you were saying the first date. Listen. Wait. I, <laughs> listen. It says make the first move sexually. It doesn't say actually have sex. You should make that first move sexually just to get a gauge on people. And I'm going to hear me out. Listen, I, there is no manual to this sex and dating rule. I've known people who've had sex on the first date. They've been together for years and they've got married. Oh, yeah, I know that too. I, I know, know people, people like who waited 30, 60, 90 plus days, finally had sex. It was trash. Relationship over. So, in my opinion, in my unprofessional opinion, unprofessional, <laughs> bold letters, underlined. In my unprofessional twice. opinion, I think you should make that first move sexually because you got to get a gauge on the first date. On a, the, okay, when we talk about dates, are we like at Applebee's or are we at like Delmonico's? Yeah, if we at Applebee's, there will not be a second date. It's a bar. No, not for me. It's plenty of other. It's 
So we not gonna corrupt um future Pastor Cam over here. Oh my bad, Pastor Cam. Listen, I I say between dates one and three, you should make a move sexually. So. You are, okay? Let me ask you this honest question. Well, they can make a move, but exactly, I mean, that's what I'm making a move is just making a move. Exactly. Um, it probably wouldn't be if you try something on the first day. It probably wouldn't be a, uh, like you just too ready. Like dog, could you ask me my favorite color or something? <laughs> we passed that. We grown. You probably favorite color probably blue or red. It's red. It is See? red. I'm red, guessing. Red and black. <laughs> <laughs> you on the right track? But um, Cam. <laughs> I need another uh, male to chime in because um you sometimes I be with Bishop but I'm not. I said one or three. That suffice. Are you saying after marriage, Kim? What? Uh, okay, so <laughs> for sex, yes, I'm I'm after marriage, but um. Thank you. Give him a round of applause for after Thank marriage. You. So let me ask you this, Kim. I'm not cutting you off, mm-hmm. but you say after marriage. What if y'all finally have sex after you marry and it's horrible, bro? You stuck with that sexual experience for life. So death do you part, bro. So you got to take that bad dash to the grave with you. I'm laughing because I, I had this discussion with somebody before, and um, I say if that if that connection is there, yeah, um, that's something that you would work on. I, I feel like if if you're connected and you guys really love each other, I feel like um, yeah, I, I don't think it. Mark's talking. Yeah, I don't hear you. Uh oh. You hear him? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. I thought like that connection there, I mean, it shouldn't be a bad experience. Um, but if it is, I mean, it's something you could work on. There's, yeah, there's ways. Yeah, you could teach. There's ways. Well, I, yeah, there's ways around it. <laughs> there's ways around it. I mean, it's like, even with cooking, you know, I want a wife that can cook. But, you know, if she can't cook, I mean, there's ways around it. There's YouTube, there's stuff, tutorials, there's ways for her to learn how to cook. Um, so I say, I, I used to say kissing. That's, I used to say after the third date. Um, sex, you know, of course, being a Christian man, I have to, I have to you know, say after marriage. Amen. Um, Amen. Knock it off. <laughs> so, We're not corrupting our guests. But at, at, at the end of the day, it's, it's, you know, it's your prerogative, you know, what do, what do you want? I mean, I mean, you gotta, you, you know, and then, you know, when you're having sex with somebody, you have to know that, you know, that's, that's a whole nother level. And when you have, when you do that, um, a lot of people's minds, they go straight to the future. Right. Like they said, bump this um, boyfriend, girlfriend. Now nah, I want to marry you. Now I'm like, whoa. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's bring that back. All right, all right. It's time to put a ring on it after you put it down. I'm about to love. Yeah, all right. Yeah. So, what's your final final thought? My final thought is dates one to three. Because if you made it to the third date, y'all feeling each other by then. And I, I'm, I'm not saying y'all should expedite the process. But, but that's what you're saying. You got, listen. You got to put your foot in the water before you swim. I'm done. Okay. You know, you like... All right, and that's Dr. Bishop's couch, ladies and gentlemen. That's as spicy as it's going to get. Um, Man, listen. Yeah. Ain't nobody got here just running cannonballing in the water. There, there's people that do that. Like, you are aware there's people that wait until marriage. I might not do that here. I'm not... No, that's not cannonballing in the water. I know people... Never mind. Okay. It's just... This is gonna get spicy. I want I want a cannonball in this water. I just put it that way. <laughs> not this, not in Rochester. I'm, I am. You know what's crazy? My next relationship. I'm practicing tantric sex. All right, let's yeah. go move on. <laughs> it's all about. That's not. That's not, There's no intercourse. It's all about vibrations. All right. So. <laughs> some current events. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't don't blow me off like that. No, because this is not. 
Cam's, Cam's audience is some Christian. Tantric folks. sex is actually very <laughs> he's religious. Like, he's like bone what you're saying. It's like very religious. Like you're not having sexual intercourse. It's I just vibrations. Okay. Just like y'all sitting next to each other and just like do weird stuff, man. Yeah, no. Let's talk about <laughs> let's, let's, let's talk about the COVID cases. Oh boy. So COVID numbers are on the rise for the first time in a long time. I wonder why. So on Friday, the health department reported fifty-four new cases. That's the largest it's kind of been in a long time. But y'all gotta know that um, you know. It's that time of the year. People are gathering. There's going to be Thanksgiving. You know, Christmas is coming up. And school is in. Like, college is in. So, young people are, you know, they feel like if they get it, they're going to recover. Mm -hmm. So, they're not really caring. But, um, yeah, COVID cases are up. And health officials are blaming it on increase in travel and large social events. You know, I... Like, this, it just so happens that the COVID cases spike once flu season starts. Yeah, mm -hmm. I feel like there's not going to be flu flu cases. There's going to be COVID cases. Co only COVID cases. And that's and they say we randomly just spiked up those numbers. Okay, I, I got three people at my job who got the flu already. Mm -mm. But you let the doctor say it's COVID. Right. They're not even saying it's Even though they say it's flu season, you don't got the flu, you got COVID. No, bro, I got the flu. Let's be real about it. And I think they're going to use flu season as a way to spike, spike the numbers up. Spike numbers up like they did before. I kind of feel like they've been doing that the whole time. Absolutely. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Have you seen the report of what the CDC and Fauci been saying about the White House mm -mm. and the CDC about how that's not, that's they, not got direct, they got direct, they, they were directed to claim all these numbers as COVID and everything. Like, now that Trump is like trying to downplay the coronavirus, now everybody come out like, nah, he just tripping now. Now he wants everybody to believe he got rid of COVID. An uh, 80-year-old man got rid of COVID in three business days. Like, come on, bro. Now he's just playing with our intelligence. Right. And, and Dr. Fauci and all these nurses and doctors, they're really taking that to heart. Like, he's trying to, and they, they trying to say it was a publicity stunt. And how COVID, he tried to make it seem like COVID is not that serious. We got people still dying of it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I hear you now. I couldn't hear you, and I was nervous because oh. the people who tune in on the TuneIn app will not be able to hear you really. Hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. <laughs> but I just feel like they're going to use the flu season as a way to get the numbers back up to get people to start trying to take COVID more serious again. I feel like after election is mm. election season is over, COVID is going to be really a thing of the past. Mm. I just feel like it's not going to be as relevant as it. Like, just like it wasn't really relevant during the um, protests. Like, you know how not. every day we were waking up, COVID, COVID. And then when um, the protests happened, it was just more of the protests. Mm. Speaking of protests, people was protesting in Wester. I saw that. Yes, not only they did the um, Sandra Dorley, they did like a... Um, protests in front of her house they were protesting on the corner of higher road um and they were basically you know saying that they want they're fighting against racial injustice and for the town supervisor put something on facebook 
that was very racist, even though he said he's not a racist. But I love when people say I'm not a racist, but everything you said after that was definitely you gotta racist. say I'm not a racist. That's like saying I love you, but yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. If you gotta say you're not a racist, your statement was probably racist. Or like no offense. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> With all due respect. Right. <laughs> right. But um, yeah. So I'm proud of them for. That's Seven huge, especially Webster. in Webster. Yeah, because that's Trump Town. Go through there. I'm so glad I moved out of Webster. Go through Trump there and you'll see all Trump 2020 signs everywhere. Um, but people, was, you know, they have their thoughts and saying it shouldn't happen in a residential neighborhood or whatever. But y'all not going to tell us how to protest. Like, y'all want us to be quiet, not be nonviolent, and they're nonviolent. Mm-hmm. But y'all still have a problem with it. Y'all need to get over it at this point. Yeah. At this point. Alright, so if there was a dum-dum of the day or something like this, this next story would get it. Like, if we did something like that, this next story would get it. So, these people shooting a video. Oh, man, I saw. Shooting a video. Um, they were arrested for pointing guns out of the, of the car. Hmm. So, the funny thing is, they had first they had like a pellet gun. Of course, somebody reported them. Like, you know, these people are got guns and they're shooting them. Well, they're pointing them out of a window for a video shoot. So, it was on Layton Avenue. And so, cops pull up, you know. And then, two people in the car get arrested for having real guns. Yeah. Like, how dumb could you be? They had the fake guns for the music video, but then they had the two real guns in the car with y'all. Like... (laughs) <laughs> I was like, is this even serious? It was east side of west side. No, no one go there. So no, we're, so <laughs> Layton Avenue. Where is that's that? The, where is Layton? I think that's the west side. Yeah, oh, it, it couldn't have been an east side. Don't, 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 do don't do that. What? Let's not go there. What? Change the subject. We're too classy for that. Change the subject. Change the nerve. I just drove down Clinton. There's a street block off. Joseph's block off. Oh yeah, yeah. They were protesting. Oh Clinton, yeah. Because I was going to go out there with them, but you know, I'm dead radio show, so I couldn't do right. it. <laughs> go live from the protest. Yeah. So they got arrested for um, illegally possessing handguns and criminal possession of a weapon. So mm. that was not very smart, Rondell and Akeem. <laughs> like, I mean, their names are. Their <laughs> na- yo, everybody, everybody's talking about it, though. Everybody's like, yo, y'all wasn't. How can y'all, like. All these alleys and abandoned buildings we got in Rochester. Y'all want to do it on streets. Come, bro. We got to send this to Charlotte, man. Yes. They got to get dumped here. They do. <laughs> dumb, dumb, or dumb here today, whatever. Um, moving on. So, I was working an overnight, right? And you know how you have those people that, um, like the old people that's just so cool at your job. Like, you feel like they're your uncle or something like that. So, Oh, where's that music coming from? Or your brother. Okay, so he was like, did you hear about the plot to kidnap the Michigan governor? I said, no. You ain't hear about that? No, I didn't hear about it. This was Friday night, because I did overnight on Friday. So, and he told me about it, and then I was like, oh, shoot. Like, we really got stuff like that going on. 13 people were charged Thursday in a plot to kidnap the Michigan governor, Gretchen. Want to name my aggression? <laughs> People are just going crazy with COVID. So, I guess... I don't even 
know what they mad about. What are they mad about? Because she, she's cutting down on that police. Like she's basically saying we're gonna start charging police officers like civilians. And they just blew up off. They just and she says she's announcing. Uh, like all these terrorist groups, the KKK and all this stuff. She said, like, she's pushing for the max on everything now. No. And, you know, white people hate when you get in their business. <laughs> so, so then you had Trump, and she said she want Trump charged too, because she feel like she's on CNN. She said she feel like Trump told them to do it because Trump went on those. That tweet rampage, how mm -hmm. she's a bad governor and all this stuff, mm -hmm. and somebody's, you know how he say stuff but indirectly says mm -hmm. it. Right. He was like, and he, they feel like his words, like, gave those people the curse to say, "Hey, we about to kidnap the governor." I don't know how how they thought they were gonna do it, but yeah, they got caught. So she says she wants Trump charged too. So she asked the FBI to open up an investigation on Trump. Yeah. So she said some remarks. She was like, this is unlike anything I've seen before. She said she knew this job would be hard, but I'll be honest, I could never imagine anything like this. And blames Trump, who has repeatedly declined to condemn far-right groups. So yeah, she is blaming Trump. Cause, and I understand, because people are really brave now that their president is very racist. So they're brave and they want to, they'll say anything. No comment. Just go ahead and vote. That's all I got to say. Got to vote. Make sure you got to vote. Please, man. Yes. Vote. Um, if you vote, vote. Uh, you know how they can get more votes? If they made voting easier. Like we could do everything on our cell phone. Why we can't vote on our cell phone? That would be easier. That's risky, though. Technology, you know how it messes up every now and then. Yeah, it ain't no worse than having, what was it, back in June, they passed a law to where the electoral college delegates had to put their votes in for the winner of the state. Apparently, over the last four elections, even though the major number was going one way, they were still voting for, because electoral college is literally one person. Mm. Like, say versus New York is a blue state. Right. If that, even though our majority numbers vote blue, that per last person in electoral college who actually cast a vote for New York State, mm -hmm. instead of him voting blue, he could put it in for red if he wanted to. Well, and the Supreme Court passed a law in June that said, you have to vote for the majority number. And I'm like, why should you even have to make this a law? Yeah. <laughs> like, and voting, voting got it. I just feel like something gotta change. Yeah, it's been, but you know, this is America. All right. Well, speaking about your president. This guy. You said your president. Um, your president too, fam. <laughs> no. Uh, of these damn. United States, not your United States. Of these <laughs> United whatever. States. But they're saying he's no longer at risk for transmitting oh, COVID. Um, but they won't say if he tested negative. They just keep saying he won't spread it. That's basically what they're saying. So they declare him free of risk of transmitting the virus. But it was early. Like, it was only 10 days since his in initial diagnosis. So and You know, since he left to go to Walter Reed, like, 18 people in the White House have tested mm -hmm. positive? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Come on. Come on, bro. 
And but you are all of a sudden immune to the virus because you got it and got rid of it in mm-hmm. a weekend. Come on. So they gave him, they gave him like this cocktail, the steroid called dexamethasone. And it's normally reserved for patients with severe COVID. So I wonder did he like go down? Dang, man. I don't wish death on nobody. Like, I'm not going to... I don't wish death on nobody. Right after butt. I love you, I just wanted him to not be able to be the president. So maybe get sick enough where they would say... But not die. Like, I would not wish death on people. Just put them in the bed for a while. Yeah, so somebody could have to take over. But not Pence. Someone else. It would be Pence. I know. It would be Pence. <laughs> like, right. I, I just honestly feel like he never had it. You think so? I know so. You're 74. Fat is all outdoors. I'm done. And you're telling me you got rid of COVID in three days. Bruh. Yeah, you got some. You got some. And even still, if they did give him those meds, you aren't out. It's not a shot to where like you have an allergic reaction. You take the shot. And you up and moving around like nothing happened. No, you don't. You don't just up and oh, I'm 100% healed. No, man. And if you look at Trump and these appearances he's been having lately, he might really have something else. He's a target. And then he's saying, so to your point, he fake had it. He's saying that his bout with the illness gave him a better understanding of it. So maybe he's trying to get sympathy from people who are like basically you know pushing them off because of his insensitivity to COVID. And I think that's why he did it. To try to get people like, I beat COVID, I'm here with you bro, get out of my face. Yo, he, he, that's going to be a new commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Now if I see that, I'm laughing. Now he's just playing in all our faces, bro. Don't do that. <laughs> if I could be, be COVID, you can too. Man, no. <laughs> Everybody don't got 20 of the world's greatest doctors in a helicopter. Yeah, all that money you got. <laughs> like, come on, bro. Is 6.51 in real time? Yes. Why wouldn't it be? Oh, because I was just curious. Oh, yeah, it is. All right. Because I'm looking up there and wondering if that time is real. So, some more national news. Jay-Z and Team Rock pays for fees for those arrested in the Wisconsin protests. So, Jay-Z, like, I wish he would get, like, some uh, Instagram or something. He like, has one. He just don't follow them, nobody. Yeah, and he don't. And he get on Twitter, and once, like, once in a while. And when he gets on Twitter, like, it's announced. Like, oh, Jay-Z is going to be on Twitter. And then he gets on for like a day, and then maybe third, me like maybe six months later, he'll get on there. But he's not for the social media. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he showed his support to those protesters by paying for the legal fees for those arrested. So I guess they had a George Floyd situation in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. What is it, Wawa Tosa? I never heard of it. Never heard of it. <laughs> But, um, so, they he offered support after learning no charges were brought against Joseph Menza, the officer who shot Cole, um, Cole was shot and killed outside a mall when police responded to a disturbance. 
So, reporters at the time, you know, they said that Cole fired a gun before an officer fired a return. And, of course, he got off and they said it was sufficient evidence for him to kill this man, as they always do. Um, but, and I think, in the protest, two dozen people were arrested. So, Jay-Z paid for all of those people. So, shout out to Jay-Z. Um, he's still doing the work. I know people, you know, they say what they want to about Jay-Z, but he's doing the work. He got it. <laughs> yeah. And he, um, also took out a full page ad in dedication to George Floyd in June. So. What was this? What did he put it in? New York Times or something? Um, it says a full page ad across the country. I didn't see it. So, and then he took out a full page ad in the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. So, I don't know what that is, but he is you know, it's crazy though. fighting for police A lot of people listen to Jay-Z. When he talk, a lot of people actually pay attention to what he said. Because yeah, Jay-Z, he's, he's not somebody who just rant. Like, you got all these other people with money that you always hear from, mm -hmm. and they're not saying nothing. But Jay-Z is one of those people, like, even when he's around, like, Russell Simmons and all his other constituents, mm -hmm. he's never the one talking. But when he talks, it's short mm -hmm. and to the point. Right. Yeah. So, and it's something usually, like, it's pretty powerful what he has to say. Mm -hmm. So, like you said, he's not always talking. But when he <laughs> talks, people listen. And it's very brief and concise and to the point. Mm -hmm. So, back to this story. Free Tory. Tory. Free Tory. How you say a free story right now? Like innocent, how? Innocent to proven guilty. I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna tell you why they charged Tory Lanez. They charged him because he talked no, too much. No. He was trying to do him a favor, but no, he wanna. They charged Tory Lanez because he dropped the album. Exactly. That's what I said. And I think, honestly, this is my opinion. He knows he didn't do it, right? So when he made a whole album about his innocence and everything, and he's basically like, uh, he has a song in there called The Most High, and he's talking about walking out of the courtroom, waving at law enforcement and stuff. Like, he's basically saying, I know y'all don't have nothing on me. I know I didn't do this. And I think he, since he was so bloating in the system, they're like, okay, we got something for you. We're going to charge you. So I agree with some of that. Um,. On Thursday, he was charged with shooting Megan Thee Stallion, um, facing one count of assault with a semi-automatic firearm and one count of carrying a loaded concealed firearm in a vehicle. So, Megan said that she was protecting him. Like, that's why she didn't say anything at first and say she don't know who shot her. She says that she was doing that to protect him and her. When he came out, a whole album saying he didn't do it. Like, I felt like it was like a punch in the face to her. A slap in the face. Like, I spared you, and then you come out and say you didn't do it, and then your publicists and your PR people trying to drag me? No, now it's time to turn up. And that's when she, I believe she now, pressed charges. Now, if he didn't do it, then what? Then what? If, but he's, now that he's charged, it's going to be an actual court case. Yeah. If he beats the charge, then what are we going to say? If then they, we're going to say Does Tori get an apology? From who? What? From everybody who's dragging him. No, I'm not dragging him. I'm, I'm definitely There's a lot of people dragging him. Yeah, that's what I'll say on Facebook. 
Like you got you got famous people drag like you had people dragging him when they didn't even know the whole story. He's tender. Why do you need to make a whole album about the situation? Like that's very tender. Like listen, like it's not tender. To me, it if is. I know I ain't do it. You gonna I'm, make a whole album? Uh, whole seventeen tracks. I would have went twenty tracks. What a couple bonus joints. Twenty. All right, Chris Brown. What a couple bonus joints. Yeah, like, I just feel like they. I feel like they only charge Tory because he's he's blowing the system. Like, okay, y'all gonna annoy me. I'm gonna beat this no matter what y'all. And you know how they do the charges. They stack the charges and hopefully you plea or one of those charges fall off to something lower and they're gonna get you for something. And I just feel like they don't. There's no way all this time go by and y'all just not charging them. There's no way. Yeah, because it happened on July 12th. I guess they got into an argument and prosecutor said in a statement he shot her on her feet several times when she exited the car wounding her. So, he's being um, arraigned October 13th and if he is charged, he could face a maximum of 22 years and 8 months in state prison. So, um, yeah, Tori, stay up. Yeah. Yeah, why? Yo, that's all I have to say about that. Keep your head up. Keep your head up. What's the name? Daystar. Keep your head up, Daystar. Yeah. (laughs) All right, so I'm going to get my phone and see if anybody's going to answer their phone for this What You Doing segment. Because we haven't did it in like three weeks. Or you got somebody. I don't know. You got two minutes to do it, though. You got two minutes? Yeah. Um. So maybe, maybe not. Maybe we'll save it for next week. Um, yeah, we'll save it for next week. We'll be back with the What You Do a segment. We done put it off for like three weeks. Um, yeah, to get out of here, we gonna have Cam say one more time. Well, thank you for coming on. We appreciate um, you coming. Can you just let people know where to find you on social media? Yeah, I am on Facebook and Instagram at Life Work Tutoring, um, RLC. Um, also, you can email me at lifeworktutoring, um, LLC at gmail.com for more information. Um, I am still taking in more kids, so um, contact, contact me as soon as possible. Don't send them no bad kids. No, I, I'm, not, I'm not discriminating. To send me all the kids, um, I'm here to help. Alright, so we thank all of our listeners. As always, thank you for tuning in to the 585 Report. We'll see you next Sunday, same place, same time. Peace. Peace. Okay. You said something to the bad kids. No, I don't want them. No. I want them all. Yeah, get that money. As long as you don't beat me up, you good. Wait, I don't know. You going straight there? Alright, we'll take two. Yeah, I gotta get dressed. I gotta get dressed. How long is this gonna take? It's gonna take a minute. Not like. Probably like 15 minutes. Alright, let's take a picture so we can be out. Oh, stop that. Sorry. I'm talking about the fucking song, please.
Thanks for coming, bro. I kind of feel like I need to go get Michael, I'll send you, hit you up, man. Oh, here you go. Got a sure cart. Yeah, cool. Bad ass daughter, too. <laughs> she, she. <laughs> All right, y'all. Yeah, we'll All right, see ya. Well, you didn't even stop this.